back to the Business Secret Podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by today's guest, Justin Robbins. Justin is Director of Cardiff Nutrition Limited. Cardiff Nutrition is part of the Herbalife Group of Companies, one of the world's premium wellness brands. Justin's business now has over 2,000 coaches around the UK. Justin's mission is to help people get healthier by nutrition and lifestyle advice. He has nine hubs around the UK and one in France. He has plans over the next 12 months to open 50 more nutrition clubs. And we reckon through his business so far over the last 12 to 15 years, he's helped over 10,000 people take steps to improve health and well-being. He's won, he's been nominated for a number of awards, including the finest in the Direct Selling Association Awards. And he's an international speaker with his largest audience so far being over 18,000 people. Um, he's also engaged with two kids. Any plans to get married, Justin? So I'll leave that to her. <laughs> right, so let's, let's get started. So tell us about a bit more about your business, what it does. Hey Craig, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, so our, our business is a nutrition-based business. We believe that 80% of the way that people lead their lives and the way they feel and their energy is down to the foods that they consume. Uh, you know, I think one of the myth busters out there is that if you exercise more, you're going to feel better. But if you continue to put poor fuel in the tank, you know, you're going to continue to feel the way you've always felt. So, you know, our, our mission really is to try and improve and educate people's health and nutrition um, one person at a time through one to one and group coaching, uh, which we've now been doing for the last 14 years. Fantastic. So how do you end up here? How do you end up having 2,000 coaches, running a business, having a Cardiff Centre? Cool. So um, I suppose that when I left school, there was only two things I was any good at in school. One was PE and one was maths. Um, and I decided actually when I left school, I was going to become an accountant. And I started off doing my a AAT. I'm from West Wales, a little town called Cardigan. And uh, I decided that I was going to become an accountant. And after about six months of doing that and going through statements, bank statements from farmers that were covered in everything off the farm, I decided that wasn't maybe the road for me. So I, I looked at going into sport and I decided then to, I actually just started off as a basic lifeguard. Started off as a lifeguard. And then uh, one of the attributes I think I have is that within the workspace I was in, they wouldn't pay for any qualifications, but I've always been willing to invest in myself and spend money on myself to develop myself as a person. So I started paying for my own fitness instructor qualifications, my personal training level three. And I ended up actually then with a job working for the NHS in cardiac rehab and cardiac physiology where people who'd had heart attacks, bypass surgery, were referred to me through the cardiologist and I take them through their steps from literally having a heart attack a week ago to now getting back into jobs and work and everything. Oh, wow. So that was like my, my working career, I suppose. And I was uh, 25 years old. I was on a vacation uh, with my brothers. My brothers had been using the Herbalife Nutrition product range. I had a bit of a, an opinion about it. A lot of personal trainers do, either good or bad. And my opinion was that I didn't use it. What happened then, I came back off that holiday. I saw myself on the video camera. And, uh, you know, they say the camera adds 10 pounds. Uh, I thought there must be about three or four cameras on me. So I decided, uh, I was like, okay, I'll give these nutrition products a shot and I'll just see what happens. And, you know, within three or four days, I had a lot more energy, which was great because I was a little bit of a nodding dog in the afternoon. And then through over the next sort of couple of months, I dropped down like over a stone. 16 pounds was actually the figure that I lost. And I just felt great. So I naturally from my coaching background, fell into coaching. People are because people noticed the difference in me. And I thought, you know, if this can help me to just make a little bit of part-time extra money around my job, you know, two small children, I'm gonna be happy with, with that. And uh, I did that just like that for about four years. Uh, that was 2005, got to 2009, nothing had really changed. I was still working in my job. Laura, uh, my fiance, she was working for the Welsh Assembly government. Were you engaged back then? Uh, 
Yeah, just about. Oh, just like about, a, yeah. A 15 or so years. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, yeah, Jordan was probably about two and he's 13 in a couple of months. Right, okay. So it's, it's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, basically then we, Laura was, uh, the recession kicked in. Laura had a job in the Welsh Assembly and her and about 30 of her colleagues were all let go told they had 30 days um, and I'm a big believer people take action for one or two reasons inspiration or desperation and you know I've, I've always been inspired throughout my life by different people and different things and thought you know that'd be great and then that's given me a little bit of motivation to do stuff but when you're desperate and you're all of a sudden you're worried about how you're going to pay your bills how you're going to you know look after these two little kids that pushed me into some action so went out and got 25 customers in 30 days uh, through all different kinds of manners, you know, talking to people, putting posters up, flyers through letterboxes. I didn't really care. It was just a case of I needed to make people aware of what I did. And when we created the awareness, then I started bringing the customer base. And I did that for about two, three months. And then uh, I had some issues at work with my, my boss. She was a little bit of a controlling person. And uh, I, I decided that I wanted to get out of that career in that industry of working for the NHS at that point you know um, I love all the patients and everything but sometimes it can be a tough environment to work in and I just decided I was going to build a team and, and sort of my financial future and then over the next three years just literally um, helping customers get great results showing to those customers there was a way they could help other people and I think the real thing that we do is my, my job is to teach people to help people to teach people to help people Right, yeah. And if I can develop that kind of method within people where they're helping people to teach people to teach people, then that can create um, something really great. And my vision at that time was, look, I want to help 2,000 people locally get in the best shape of their lives. And I think, you know, just by creating a vision and a mission, it uh, inspired some people around us. And we went out to do that. And over the next three years, we got to that, that level. That put me in a really good position where I was able to leave my job. Uh, I was living in. So you stayed for another three years in the job. Stayed, yeah, I did it all part time around the full time job, hours, weekends. You know, work life balance was a challenge at that point, but um, it's a lot better today. And I, I love a, I love a say. You know, most people are unwilling to work. How's the saying? They're unwilling to work as hard as they, they can now to have all the free time later. You know, mm. and or to live a life like others can't, unwilling to work like some will to have the life that others can't. Okay, yeah, um, sounds familiar. Something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm no doubt someone will write in the comments what the actual saying is. So, you know, I just, just decided to work really hard for those three years and that created the basis of our, of our business that we have now. And over the last five, six years, it's developed quite a bit. So you mentioned on work-life balance there, because in chapter five of our book, we talk about work-life balance and its importance. Obviously, you're prepared to admit that at the start, it was hard work. And you know, I was there myself 15 years ago. I, I get that you work hard to have the fruits uh, later on. Would you say your work-life balance is better now? Yeah, 100%. Um, so one of the things you know that I'm really proud to be able to do is that if I want to go pick up the kids from school, if I want to drop the kids to school, I'm at all of their football matches, I'm at all of their football training, um, you know, I'm on the golf course with them, that I'm able to do that now because it's really been able to set that up. Getting them off the PlayStation is another matter, but you know, as, as kids grow up, but you know, now I'm able to be present and around them uh, at all the times I want to be. When do you feel that tipping point was? When was it and you thought, okay, now I'm in control of my time, the business is going so well, I can I can take that step out? It was actually pretty much as soon as I quit the full-time job because really? that created an extra 40 hours in my week. 
okay. without affecting our, our income. Mm. So I was able then, uh, 2012, to we were able to start going on decent holidays, able to start spending time with them. And one of the priorities I, I, that always drove me was the things I said I wanted to be able to do when I got my business to a certain level. And I've been sort of true to myself that those things are in place. So sometimes some of the teams say, hey, can you come do this? And I'm like, hey, no, you know, Jordan's got a football match. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a priority. And, yeah. and I'll be at that football match because that was why I built it in the first place. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, conversation for another day, maybe about uh, I think our parents have ruined their kids by turning up to every single football match. <laughs> I think that's a societal issue that's, uh, that's changed over the last 20 years, but that's not for today. Um, so, obviously, you had to start with no clients. You would say, but what's been in the 12, 15 years of building this business? What's been your best marketing approach? Relationship building. Okay. Build great relationships with your current customers so that they bring other people to you. It's a much easier way to build a business, I find. Um, word of mouth advertising, it's free. Um, it doesn't hurt to be nice to people. So, you know, I just try to be nice to everybody. Uh, leave people how I'd want to be left. And then from that, you know, naturally just by asking, hey, who else, you know, who's noticed your result? Who else, you know, do you think might want to benefit from what you're experiencing? And then, you know, offering them some sort of referral incentive for bringing people to us. So for me, number one, that has been the best way. So would you say that's part, is that a process that you created yourself? Is that something that you get taught through Herbalife? Or can kind of, you have a lot of training with Herbalife? Or something you just felt naturally you did? Um, bit of both. So kind of developed our own um, referral plan as we went along that I felt because we're always taught try and get referrals. But I believe if you want to get a referral, you've got to give something that's good enough, incentive enough for them to want to take advantage. So if someone said to me, and I remember hearing on stage saying, oh, well, just give them a box of protein bars for a referral. I was like, would I give them a referral for a box of protein bars? Probably not. Or, you know, give them 5% off their next order. Would I give a referral for 5% off? Probably not. So I wanted to make the referral decent enough that they would go, oh, that, that sounds worth it. Um, and that, that model actually has changed a little bit over time, but the, the essence of it is still the same, that we give enough that it doesn't hurt our profit, but it encourages them. And that helps to build the loyalty, I think, within the customer as well and keeps them with you because you, know, you can buy supplements anywhere. Yeah. You can buy Herbalife Nutrition products anywhere. But, you know, we tend not to lose our customers because we build the loyalty in the relationship with them. So would you say now you're still working with people from all those years ago? Or did they yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've, still got, I've still got some customers who are like 10 years of, and every month they, they'll place an order. I don't connect to them as often as I used to because they don't really need it. But yeah, you know, they, they still, they just pop up and they, they put their order in and, you know, I drop my message and, you know, send them a Christmas card and all that sort of stuff. Being an overweight guy myself, you know, for people who might be listening who might be struggling with health, what's been your biggest success in terms of helping someone uh, get better health-wise, you know, maybe weight loss, maybe fat changes, what, what would you oh, say is the biggest success story? I've had, personally, I've had multiple people who've lost over 100 pounds. Wow. Um, you know, I remember what, what, one of them, he was actually, he was a chef in the hospital, his name was Mark, and uh, he came into one of our little weight loss challenge groups that we had uh, at the time, and over, I think it was probably over about a nine-month period, he lost 110 pounds, but he lost a shoe size as well because he had fat feet. I, I never forget him saying, you know, none of my shoes fit me anymore. <laughs> my feet have shrunk as well because, you know, fat ends up all over our body. But yeah, he was, he was like 23 stone, came down to 16 stone, and he was six foot four. Wow. I know, so he was a he was a big big guy, and he used to run the rugby club bar as well. So it was a he definitely had more challenges than most. So what's been the biggest risk you've taken in the business so far? 
Biggest risk, I suppose, would be the current model that we decided to change from, from going from being um, a model where we would sell products to people in their homes, go out to see our customers at their houses, to then change into a model where people come to us and running a, a daily consumption. So, when did you do that? When did you make that change? So we made that change last April. Right. And uh, I suppose the difference was then was that you have to then take out a lease, you have to go find an office, you have to commit, you have to be fully committed because they don't let you get out of those things so easy as you, as you know. Um, you know, so we took a, a three-year lease on and decided, right, we're going to go for this pay the money down, build out the shake bar, build everything out because our model is designed to be very um, low cost or no cost really for someone if they want to start up. But this model, obviously, if you're going to have a fixed location is better. And what I've found is that through it and the research showed that you keep customers for longer because you're seeing them more regularly. Mm -hmm. So I know that the customers I see every day in our club who come for breakfast or come for lunch are by far the ones who get the best results. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's interesting listening to that because, yeah, that's what the, the thing I immediately think of when you said you and your coaches go to people's houses is then you, you can only see and help so many people because you're one-to-one. -one. So have you found you can see more people in a day because they're coming to you and... Absolutely, you know, so if, I, so if I'm seeing, so now I'll see 30 or 40 customers in a day yeah. where it was impossible, you know, I may have been able to see four or five after work if I was running out and that's quite tiring, you know, there's extra costs with fuel and and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, without doubt, you know, they're, they're coming to us, they're coming daily, they, they enjoy the environment, that's why they keep coming back uh, and, and I really love having that and I know that by seeing them regularly, the chances of them messing up and going off track are a lot more limited to when we'd see them once a week or every other week. Okay. So, so far the gambles, the risks work? Mm, definitely, definitely for, for us. Um, our, our turnover in the last 12 months has gone up by 50% in the team. So, you know, to have that has been has been really great actually to see that growth uh, happening. It's now a model that the rest of the country are looking to take on board because we've kind of gone out and taken the risk and pioneered it, I suppose, as such, which is hard work. Mm. But, um, yeah. And we mentioned in the introduction there's nine around the UK and nine are all, have all gone and set up a club or are the yeah. eight still sort of going around? No, they're, so they're, they're, all, they're all fixed locations. They've got similar size or similar looking clubs to what we have. They work the same model right. type as well. So like we've got one in Aberystwyth. We've got one actually just outside Cardiff in Pentech. Um, the one here, three in Derby, Sheffield, Bolton. There's one just outside Lyon in France. Right. So, you know, it's developing really nicely. Um, from the coaches that we already have in place. Wow. Okay. What hasn't gone so well? <laughs> so, what we've tried that didn't quite work. So I think when I, I, I worked really hard for a period of time for like three, four years, I really maybe even five years because even when I quit my job, I still carried on because you know, when you love to work, you love to work, and if it doesn't really feel like work, you just keep going. And then we got to a point probably in about 2014 where I decided right, I'm going to throttle back a little bit I'm going to start to enjoy a little bit more and chill out and because of my own lack of production started to drop the team slowly started to drop as well I wasn't on the ball probably as much as, as I could have been and uh, then you start looking for other ways you know the humans are like and we were always looking for the next way to, to do so oh, how can I make it a little bit better if I add this if I add that and what ended up happening over about a, a two-year period was probably the, the way we worked became quite complex and it wasn't so simple to teach someone from scratch how they could go and get a couple of customers, 
you know, do a sample evening in their home or whatever it might have been to, to build a business from, from scratch. It, it just became really complex. So what we then did was we stripped it right back, back to basics, keep it nice and simple. And that's, that's helped us. So the, the mistake was, you know, layering in too many things on top of everything and making it difficult for a new person to get started. So almost you forgot the simple things, forgot the basics, mm. and started trying to make it you know, a bit more of a complicated process rather than just yeah. stripping back down. Okay. And, it, and it sounds great when you're telling people, oh, we do it like this, and we do it like that, but actually, you know, for the new person who doesn't really know a great deal, if there's too many steps in the way, they don't get started. Okay, interesting. Um, we always had a mentor here supporting us. Have you had mentors, coaches through your journey? Yeah, so one of the great things about our, our industry, it's very personally developed-led. Um, it's about working on ourselves as much as it is on our business. So it's not just about the nutrition products or the business model. It's actually about me as an individual and us as a group on how we can actually develop ourselves and grow as people. So uh, I'm really fortunate that within uh, the organization that I'm in, the, the guys who I work with closest have been in this industry for like 25, 26 years. So they've got a whole wealth of experience that they share. Um, you know, we really believe in uh, either listening to personal development books or reading books or both, really. So, you know, that's a big part of our culture is to develop through it. So we've got the leadership as well are always are really great. It's not like a normal corporate environment where people might keep things themselves. The leadership are very good at sharing what works and what doesn't work with everybody. Um, and then I suppose outside of that, you know, I've, I've invested in myself in doing different personal development courses over over time with different um, educational companies and stuff to figure out why I'm the way I am mm-hmm. and what I do that hurts me so that I can see past that, you know, see my blind spot. Everybody else can see what I'm doing wrong, but, you know, it's my blind spot. I can't see it. Yeah. So once you can kind of see your blind spot, you can go, okay, there, there's some stuff I can work on. So, yeah. Yeah. Out of all that stuff you've done, would you, is there one that stands out that you'd recommend to our listeners who might be just starting or having to you know, hit a rough patch in their journey and looking for the next uh, bit of motivation? The, 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 best, the best course I did was with a, a company called uh, Landmark Education. Uh, they're a worldwide company and it's specifically about working with you. It's not about business. It's not about anything else. It's just about let me work, let's work with you. And you work in a group environment. It's a three and a half day course. And uh, you're basically you're having a conversation with yourself and the tutor, even though there might be a hundred people in the room, but the conversation is between you and them throughout and breaking down your barriers, finding out why you are the way you are so you can move past that. And then, you know, rebuilding bridges with people who maybe, you know, you've fallen out with or difficulties you've had with family members and finding a way that you've got the confidence and skills to go back to those and you know hopefully fix some of those relationships so um i did their their first level one which is called the forum and then the second one which is their advanced course and uh yeah it's made a profound difference for, for me for you and the business or just more business? Well, well for me and then as a knock-on effect because of it helped me it helped the business yeah excellent okay um as financial planners we like to see our business owners are planning for their sort of eventual financial freedom have you worked on your exit plan? Do you know when? Do you know when the end is? Do you know when you'll be financially free? <laughs> well, I know, I know we were chatting about this just before we started, and uh, one of the things I haven't done as well as I should have is plan. I suppose as far ahead. Yes, we have um, we have a good income coming in that is uh, a royalty based income, so that should continue coming in forever. You know, providing the business is around, yeah. and that should keep coming in forever. Uh, but 
you know, I, I do some stuff with, um, as I said to you, with stocks and shares as well, but I, you know, I need to plan a little bit closer, so I'm sure we'll have a conversation after this, Craig. So they, they pay you, they pay you an income till the day you die, effectively? Yeah, and it's willable. As long as people are still involved and doing what you able to yeah. do. And do you have to, do you always have to be doing something, or can you sort of stop and just say, I'm done? No, there is a retirement plan, which is either when, you, when you're 60 or you've been in the company 30 years. You can you can exit and still get paid. All right, okay. All right. So they help you fund that. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Excellent. Um, we're big believers in paying yourself first. Have you done that during your journey? Do you think? Initially, probably not. Yeah. But I I would say definitely now. Yeah, we any, do. You know. Yeah. Any tips you can give the listeners on how to structure that and how to do that? Um, I think, you know you've got to take you've got to take what you if you're self-employed you've got to just take out what you personally need first of all and then. If your top line isn't bringing in enough, then you've got to go and work and increase your top line. Um, you know, one of the speakers I really enjoy listening to is Grant Cardone. I don't know if you've heard of yeah. what you have. I, we spoke about him before yeah. we started. But, you know, I love listening to Grant Cardone. You know, stop worrying about the bottom line. Increase your top line. Mm. Um, you know, so if there's ever any difficulties with bills and paying for stuff, you know, just do more on the on the front end to make sure that all that stuff's taken care of. So... Mm. That's what we say in the book, Robert Kawasaki and Richard Dad talks about, you know, pay yourself mm. first and make you work harder the rest of the month or but work smarter, hopefully, to make sure enough comes in to cover your costs and then pay the other bills and whatever else. Um, obviously, you've got to pay your lease first based on what you said earlier. But, uh, <laughs> in, in Chapter 7, we talk about the importance of recruiting the right people for your business. Um, obviously, it seems like maybe it's not as simple as it might be for other businesses where they actually employ a person, but have you got a process for when you do look to take on these coaches? Is that a process they go through and you follow? Yeah, there is. One, um, they've got to buy into what we do. If they don't buy into what we do, and I mean, like, not physically with money, I mean with, the, you know, we're here to help people. We're, it's about, you know, getting people great results. We're about health and nutrition. Um, it's so how would you test that? How would you test so the, the, the best way, most of the coaches that I've personally brought in have been customers first. They've been customers. They've gone on a great journey. They've had a great result. They're, you know, invested in what we do through, uh, you know, personally, emotionally and everything else. And then, you know, just have a chat with them because most of those people, particularly those who refer, those who refer, they're actually, for me, they're already doing our business. They're bringing people in, they're promoting our products to their friends and family. So, and that's what the coaches generally do is we're, we're promoters of a healthy lifestyle. Mm. So if they're doing that, I'll just say, hey, why don't you make the money? through these customers. I'll teach you, I'll support you, I'll show you how to do it, I'll come and do all of the sample stuff with you. But, you know, why don't you make it? And then that frees up my time because then, you know, if they refer me five people, they can look after those five which then frees up my time to go and find a new five. Yeah, it's almost like incentives of influence but they actually get rewarded for it. Mm, all exactly. Right. All right. And how how has that gone for you? Obviously, you're up to 2,000 or all 2,000 direct, arguably direct reports. Do you have to get involved with all of them? Or? No, no. So the, the great thing is as well that uh, within our, our program of the way we train people is that we you know identify leaders as early on as we can. And then leaders end up looking after their own lines within the team. Right. So it, that takes so you haven't recruited all 2,000 then? No, no, no. So like, run, yeah. like those 2,000 probably sit underneath seven or eight people. Right. Seven or eight decent people that I found and then those seven or eight have gone and found some people who have found some people and we just teach and we support and structure it and strategize about how we're going to help everybody and um, as an accumulation of that, the turnover of the team the company work out what it is and pay us every month excellent excellent um, 
What one piece of advice would you give business owners? What one piece of advice would I give business owners? Someone who's starting now, maybe someone who's struggling, and who's hit a peak. You know, to move Make sure people level. know who you are. Make sure people know about you. You know, most people, they, I think they sit in their offices, their homes, or wherever they work from, and they're not doing enough to make sure that, you know, they're not making enough noise. Grant Cardone talks about that, actually, you know. Make, you know, be noisy, make loads of noise. Make sure everybody knows you exist. Some are going to hate you, but, you know, it doesn't matter about them. Uh, I, I heard, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Grant who said it, but, you know, Donald Trump, he's hated by 50% of the people in America, but he's the most powerful man in the world, yeah. you know? So you don't be hated by half the world and still be the most powerful person. It's it's not about that. It's about the ones that you can help um, on the journey. So just say, make more noise. So in this current era, obviously you started 13 years ago and you did it, I think you said, through leaflets and you know, knocking doors almost, or stopping people in the street, or I think that's what you said. Um, what would they do now in the modern social world? What would you recommend? What are your strategies now? There's a lot of growth, obviously, through social media. Social media is one of the easiest ways to go to people and, and get yourself out there. It's not as easy, and it's a longer-term strategy for social media because you've got to build the following, which takes some time. They've got to build, you've got to build their trust in you before they'll approach you. Um, so social media is definitely one way that you can get out to people uh, quite quickly. But I still do a lot of face-to-face -face stuff. You know, we do a lot of um, body fat testing or we'll do some surveys. We'll go around businesses and let businesses know that we've just opened and this is where we are and this is what we offer. And, you know, offer people something for free. Mm. I think that's the other thing business owners don't do when they get started. They don't offer something for free. Give some value first and then let people see that the value is good and then maybe they'll buy from you yeah. rather than like, oh yeah, I can do that, but it's X. And the first thing I think people do then, they go on Amazon or they go somewhere else to see if they can buy that product cheaper mm -hmm. from somebody else because there was no value support, there's no loyalty relationship built. Yeah, okay, interesting. If you're starting again today and you know what you know now, what three pieces of advice would you give your younger self? great thing is I'll be younger right imagine that <laughs> I, it, funny I had this conversation on the weekend because we had a big training event and I said you know if I could know everything I knew right now I'd give it all away to start again and be 15 years younger because I know how much quicker I go because yeah, yeah. I know it all right well, so I don't know it all so right. those things feed into making it quicker so um, commit first of all be very consistent about everything you do uh, you know consistency I feel is the key to to everything. So many people, they go hard for a few days, few weeks, few months, and then they either burn out or they slow down, where I've been more like the tortoise rather than the, the rabbit, you know, the hare. I've, um, I've gone nice at my pace, what I can do, and then that's compounded over time to create really good results. So I'd be consistent, be open-minded, uh, don't think you know it all. And when you get success, don't allow your ego to take over. Okay, so I've got four things there, okay, but we'll yeah, say commit from the start because I think from hearing your story, you probably those first three or four years you wish you'd gone. Yeah, I wasn't committed. Yeah. That's kind of nice. You had mouths to feed. Yeah. yeah, my toe was in the pool of success. I wasn't diving in. Yeah. You know? So be consistent as in keep going, keep going, not sort of have a great three months and then and a lot of people are guilty in that, a lot of professions and, and industries. And be open minded as in learn, don't think you know it all. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And then when you start to have some success, don't have an ego. Yeah. I guess that means you've seen some people have ego and then have sort of I've seen myself. Time. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the learning curve is when you realize it. But I think, you know, a big thing is actually acknowledging that that's what happened. And then, you know, what lessons can you learn from, you know, thinking you're 
the big I am, you know, because we, we've I've been fortunate enough to speak in several countries in front of big crowds, and then all of a sudden you start to believe your own press rather than going, hey, you know, I'm just a guy who goes out and coaches people one-to-one looking for some nice people in tough circumstances. By tough circumstances, you mean struggling with health, struggling with weight? Yeah, financially as well, you know, whichever one it may be, because, you know, sometimes coaches do come in for the business opportunity we offer, but they've got an interest in health and wellness. They would like to help people. They may not have used the products yet, but the first thing I'm going to do with them, even if they join, is, hey, you need to use the products because... Nobody who promotes our brand doesn't use them. Yeah. Okay. So what do you see in the future for Cardiff Nutrition or for your personal business? Uh, for, for our business, you know, my, my mission now, it's changed, you know, from the 2000, uh, you know, I want to be helping 10,000 a month. I know we said at the start on the intro 10,000 in total, but that would have been 10,000 plus over a period of time. You know, I want to help 10,000 per month with their nutrition. So to do that, you know, we need a lot more uh, clubs. The, and the way I look at it, I go, look, how many coffee shops have we got in cities? For every coffee shop, you know, we, we're kind of more like a, a healthy coffee shop mm. scenario. Um, and look how many pharmacies there are. For every pharmacy, we could have a club. Yeah. You know, because all they're doing is trying to, um, they're retrospective, they're reactive rather than proactive. Ours is proactive, trying to stop people needing the pharmacy. Uh, so that, that's that's how I see it. Our potential for growth and everything going forward. Have you met Ronaldo? No, I haven't. I've never seen the Ronaldo. has created a product with you. Yeah, so I'm not interested in that. Yeah, that, that's a really cool story actually. So Cristiano had been uh, using Herbalife Nutrition for a, for a long time. Actually, I'm really good friends with who his coach was. Her name's Sandra. She lives in Lisbon, and uh, Sandra actually had Cristiano's mum and sister using using the products for weight loss uh, he was playing for sporting lisbon at the time so he's been a, a long time user of our of our products and uh we were sponsoring messi at the time but messi probably wasn't as invested in the products as we were liked and one of the things that the company are very strong on if you won't use our products we won't sponsor you uh so when they were, when the company was then made aware that cristiano was actually buying the products himself and using the products and a lot of the portuguese squad were as well uh, the company approached him and said, you know, we'd like you to become one of our ambassadors. This was pre-Man United or? Uh, this was when he was at United, oh, okay. I think, or, might, or he may have just moved to Madrid. And uh, so they, they spoke to him and uh, got him to to look at the, the wider range and sponsor him. So, you know, a deal was created for him. And then we've created some products with him in alliance with him where uh, his blood has been mapped before and after training, seeing what he loses during training so we developed a product that fit he chose uh like the flavor the color all that so it's a kai berry it's pink it looks really cool but hydrates you faster than water um and it's designed for helping people particularly in the last sort of phase of a sport so like we know that the most amount of goals or tries or big sporting incidents happen in the last sort of 15 minutes of games and this product is specifically designed to help people more with concentration and avoid fatigue in the last 15 minutes. Wow, okay, so some people would say that Cristiano is a bit of a freak and Herbalife can claim to have helped create the, the human freak that is Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're gonna claim that he's, um, that, we, that we've done everything for him, you know, because yeah. he is an incredibly dedicated individual. Um, he is everything, you know, he doesn't have tattoos, he doesn't have, um, he doesn't drink any alcohol, everything that goes in his body is he will not let anything enter his body unless it is top, top, top stuff. Right. 
Um, I mean just his food or anything, you know. He doesn't have tattoos because he wants to give blood regularly and, and stuff like that. So, he, he's, yeah. And we're not we're not saying tattoos are bad necessarily. No, 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 no. That's just his choice, right? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Um, so, some quick fire questions that we'd like to end every one of these with. What book are you currently reading? So, I'm actually rereading a book at the moment, which is uh, called Building an Empire by Brian Crothers. It's an industry book uh, for, our, for our industry of network marketing. Uh, so it's yeah, some really great steps in it in in moving forward. Okay, and what's the best business book you've read? Best business book. So it was actually something that got me looking at investing was um, Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Right. So yeah, you know, there's there's some good parts. Obviously, there's some parts that are specific for the American mm. way of life, but uh, there was a lot of stuff I took from that that was uh, I'm not thinking in the right senses or broader senses of how on how I should use my money a little bit better. Okay. What music are you currently listening to? Oh, I just listen to the same stuff over and over. Which would be? Like, take that, Robbie Williams, that sort of stuff, pop music. Right. Yeah, a bit cheese. Nothing wrong with um, that. What podcasts would you promote? What podcasts? So, actually, I, I never listened to any podcast until about 18 months ago. And uh, it was one that Laura recommended. She was talking about this guy, and he's a good-looking guy. And I was like, ah. Oh. You know, I don't even want to pay any attention to him. But I, I started listening to his podcast. His name's Lewis Howes. He's Sorry, Lewis Howes, H-O-W-E-S. Okay. And he's one of the, the top podcasts in the world. He's a New York Times bestselling author a couple of times. He's only 35 years old. Ex-NFL pro player. His uh, career was finished through injury when he was young. And he's built his own brand and his own company up. And uh, he does a lot with social media marketing as well. But his stuff, he interviews Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, all of these guys. Uh, I think it's about seven or eight hundred podcasts. Wow. So, the, and they're all like top top interviews, but lots of different stuff. Whether it's about relationships, money, business, life, yeah. Okay, so Lewis, we're coming to catch you. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> what box set or TV show is a must for you? So obviously, everybody watched Game of Thrones, but uh, Game of Thrones is a must for you. I don't watch it, so uh, yeah, it has been. It has been. Obviously, it's, it's done now. Uh, the other one I watch. Which I really love is Billions. I don't know if you ever watched. Yeah, Billions. I've seen the first two. I've watched it since. So we're on series four now, I think. But yeah, I, I love I love watching Billions as well because it's it's business related. It's yeah. I think I might know already the answer to this one, but who would be your business idol? <laughs> you think you think I'm going to say Grant? Well, you can say Grant or Tony, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, I, I I actually, funny enough, with Grant, I wasn't a big fan of him at the start. I think because. When I first listened to his book, uh, The 10X Rule, I wasn't in the right mindset for the way he is. He's quite aggressive in the way that he uh, that he speaks and works. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that. So I wasn't like there at that time because I was actually, when I started listening, I was unwinding from working as hard as I was. But now that I'm in work mode, uh, yeah, he's, if you're in work mode, Grant Cardone's great. Okay. Let's summarize our 30 minutes or so together then. So building business by referrals for... For something in your space is, is the way forward you you would say mm. um inspirational desperation is what pushes people to uh, to buy so let's hope that we can inspire rather than out of desperation um have a mission have a vision um invest in yourself and particularly landmark education sounds like it was a good one for you and and grand cardone um give away something for free i completely agree with give away your ip give away you know tell people what they can do most people will still come back to you for for, for advice um, and hopefully engage with it in your case with your business um, commit be consistent and be open minded and leave egos at the front door 
that well summarized, I think. Yeah, you know, and just on that free thing, you know, everything that we do, the, the first time anybody comes to see us, it's always free, you know. Your, mm-hmm. fir- your first time in our club is free. It's on us. You know, we're going to give you a free body scan. We're going to talk to you exactly about where you're at, where your life is right now, what are your goals. And, you know, we give you 45 minutes to an hour of our time free. You know, we could be charging, I don't know, 50 or 100 quid for that, but we don't. We, you know, we want to give that away for free because we want to build a little bit of trust and relationship and show there is value. You know, if people want to join, fantastic. It's available for them. So where can people find you, both physically and on the, the usual social platforms? So physically, we're opposite the castle in Cardiff City Centre on Duke Street, our first floor. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, then really easy, Cardiff.Nutrition on Instagram, Cardiff Nutrition on Facebook, um, or you can just search me out, Percy and myself, uh, my own personal profile is just Justin Robbins and Justin with a Y yeah. Justin with a Y J-U-S-T-Y-N two B's and Robbins I'm probably the only one on there and we look forward to hearing about them for the wedding date I'll keep you up to speed <laughs> right <laughs> thanks very much for joining us Justin. cheers Craig thank you